You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. The General Banter Podcast with Colin Geddes. Right about here, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to get yourself and your soul together. This man will make your liver quiver. Jettis. Uh, it's Geddes, actually. Jettis. Geddes. Jettis. 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 Fuck you. What the fuck is happening, people? Welcome to the General Bander Podcast on today that is the 4th of October. It's a Tuesday. This is being actually recorded on time for a change. It's... I'll tell you what time it is. I got up at 6 o'clock today and I only went to bed at fucking about half one slash two. So I am high on caffeine low on fucking battery power both in my body and also literally on this sound recorder uh for the first time ever i have i'm recording straight to final cut i just thought i would try that i'm recording like essentially a voiceover straight into some editing software live rather than record it on the sound recorder take it out of the fucking thing put it in the computer take it off all this shit we're going straight in. So this timeline in front of me is expanding as we speak. Sexual. Uh, we we have a sponsor once again, Beer52.com. Hey, do you like beer? Yeah? Do you like nice beer? Sweet. Do you hate shitty fucking beer that you buy 18 of them in a pack? Fuck that. Carry on. Get some fancy beers. Sign up to Beer52. It's essentially the Netflix of beer. They send you new shit all the time. You get to taste it. It's themed. They're like, hey, do you want Colorado beers this month? Boom. Load of beer from Colorado. Next month, what do you want? Taste all the fantastic beers from the north of England? Sure. We'll get to the north of England later. That's where I just spent my fucking weekend. Beer52.com. Get yourself some craft beers. Uh, Delivery service. Of course, the only reason I'm mentioning it is because... The listeners of this podcast get a deal, don't they? So, you want to sign up to these beers, you get to use the promo code BANTER10. BANTER as in general BANTER, 10 as in... Do you want a tenner off your first order? Huh? Well then, put in BANTER10 and beer52.com when you sign up, and then they'll send you some crazy beers that are delicious, and it's like a mix-up, you know what I mean? You're like... No one wants to drink 14 tins of the same stinking beer. You know, give me give me a pack of varied crazy beers that are always deliciously strong and tasty. You know? So there you go. Shout out to beer52.com for sponsoring the podcast once again. Happy days. Uh, anything to plug for me from my side? Of course, Lavery's Comedy Club is tomorrow night. It's part of the Belfast Comedy Festival uh, night which turns out is actually kind of fucking, you know, pointless to even be hooked up or be a part of this thing because uh, at the end of the day, 
you know, I'm not even sure if our gig is on their website. For fuck's sake. Anyhow, Lavery's Comedy Club is doing a gig as part of the Belfast Comedy Festival. Allegedly. You know the old Belfast Comedy Festival where they celebrate some of the tremendous local acts? Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. It's what no, oh, sorry, I got that wrong. What they actually do is fly in comedians that uh, people barely give a shit about. Good comedians. Some of them. However, comedians that... You know, maybe some of these wouldn't have a lot of. I don't wonder, but Jenny Claire, all right? Who's going to see Jenny Claire? Okay, I, I got that completely wrong. I'm maybe speaking out of turn. She'll probably sell out. She probably will. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Um, definitely support local acts. Uh, I do more. I do more work for local acts than uh, Belfast Comedy Festival. Um, so that was a subliminal message, by the way. I've had two coffees and I'm absolutely sweating out my shins. With rage. Um, so, Lavery's Comedy Club is on tomorrow night, the 5th of October. We have Damien Clark, a.k.a. fucking Damo! Damo Clark. He's from Australia, and he's funny as fuck. And that's about all you have to know. You know? One of the best memories I have of the Fringe is seeing him perform on a bus. Which was run by Chrissy Bowes. Of Daly's Comedy Club fame, rest in peace. He's not dead, but the club has shut down, which makes everyone very, very sad. But they were running a double deck. I am, my God, I am. Normally you don't have coffee at about 8 o'clock in the morning. I've had two black coffees, which, by the way, are fine, you know? Do you ever just put milk in your coffee? Because society tells you that it needs fucking milk in the coffee. And then all of a sudden you're just back from a trip and you don't have milk at this time in the morning. And you have a black one. And you're like, hey, I should be having black ones all the time. They're fine. You know, it's a bit like a rare steak. If you're not looking at it, it's actually nicer. <sighs> bit of a stroke. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, so saw Damien Clark on a bus. It was funny as fuck. Uh, well, just go. Do you know what I mean? You're not going to see this guy for six quid anywhere else in the fucking world. So you may as well come to Lavery's. I should be emceeing. Unless we can do something else about that. And we have a support slot to be announced. Um, I heard a lot of people ask me like on Twitter and stuff. Like who else is on that night? And I'm like, don't worry about it. Don't Please don't worry about it. You know, it's going to be fucking sweet. Damien Clark. If it was Damien Clark by himself, you should still fucking go. It's going to be If Damien Clark was emceeing, doing support and headlining, you still go. Like, It'll be one of the funniest nights you'll ever be involved in you know you know so anyway lavries is tomorrow night and of course one more time let me remind you of the big gig happening on the 29th of october it's historical and it hasn't even happened yet me mickey bartlett kieran bartlett dave elliott rory woods aaron mccann are taking on the ulster hall uh, i made a promo video for it the other day if you go on to the buy the blender page you'll see it with a character i do called dj bellies promoting the night uh it's gonna be epic guys there's no other there's no no two ways about it it's gonna be a big fat crazy gig and we're gonna get steaming um <clears throat> it's gonna be great and uh, now that it can't happen i feel like i can tell you about this uh 
friends of the show, one of my favourite bands to come out of Lurgan. <laughs> Which, <coughs> fuck me, sounds like a crazy sentence, but there are actually a, a brave few decent bands out of Lurgan. Um, sorry, just taking off my, uh, my kilt here. Uh, the Bonnevilles, Chris from the Bonnevilles had contacted me saying, listen, if you're doing an after party for the Ulster Hall, we are going to, we're not, we're going to, they were like, we would love to play like, you know, a bit of a secret gig if you were up for that. Don't tell anyone though, because we have a couple of other gigs, but because it's sort of Halloween weekend, it's a fucking nightmare basically to get, to get a venue, you know, and we can't do it in Lavery's where you know, we sort of assumed the after party would be. Can't do it in there because it's Lavery's and it's packed and they're not going to be like, yeah, go ahead, Colin, and just, uh, I know you run the comedy club, but why don't you just go ahead and, you know, take up a full floor with you and your mates listening to a band. Um, so unfortunately that sort of fell through, but that would have been the best fucking night of all time, I think. Uh, go to that, do our gig, then go to an after party with the Bonnevilles play. Fuck me. Mm. Delicious black coffee. Uh, yep, well, that's about it. I spent my 29th of October, by the way. Go get your just get the tickets. You know what I mean? I'm sick of trying to convince people. Just get a fucking ticket. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen again. It's going to be ridiculous. You know what I mean? When, when are you going to have a place as historical as that with a bunch of fucking scumbags like us just talking shit all over it? And I've seen the lineup of comedians going to the Ulster Hall. And I'm not shitting on anybody, but every single cunt on the lineup in our gig is funnier than all of the people who are charging seventeen fifty for you to go see them just by themselves. <coughs> Long, hello. Oh my god, this weekend we we went to um, you know, I did a podcast last week, had a bit of a quiet week trying to finish off work before. Which, by the way, I've realised. See, in this game, see when you have a podcast and you make videos and you make videos for other people. And you're on a comedy night, and you're dick deep in the fucking social media game. You can't take more than about two days off. That's a fact. Like, it's probably one of the reasons why I was up at fucking six o'clock this morning. Was not that I couldn't do with the sleep. Because let me tell you something, I am fucking shattered. But when you're lying in bed, going, do I go to sleep now so that I have more energy to do more work later? Never, never do that. Just get up when you're awake. You know? Before I went to sleep, I was like, fuck, I have a lot of shit to do. And then I wake up at like fucking five, half five in the morning. I'm like, "Mm, should I get up? And then I'm like sitting on my phone for like 20 minutes. And I was like, right, just get up. Just get up now. There's no point in going to sleep until fucking eight or something. So here we are. uh, Barely fucking daylight recording a podcast. Uh... But yeah, you, just, you can't take more than two days off. It's insane. And we were in a place in England. I'll, I'll tell you what happened. Maureen's relatives, like her extended family, are part of like a, almost like a big construction company. And every every year they do this big sort of family reunion. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty impressive to see, really, that, you know, a company that's kind of a family business brings everyone together for like these big fun day type things. It's pretty cool. So, and sometimes they actually do family reunions at her house, which, uh, you know, I've been involved in a few, obviously, being going out with girlfriend Maureen there for over five years, probably. But 
this year it was like a special one because it was like 50 years or something so we were all invited over it was unbelievable it was one of those things where months ago i was like yeah i'll go to that and then all of a sudden it was like yeah that's on friday so we're going away for the weekend i was like well fair enough and you know not like one of those family things you're like oh god i'm gonna be a spare dick at this everyone we fucking knew he was going you know all of her sisters and all of their boyfriends and all who it was it was basically all the people we fucking hang about with at home going over to england to this thing so we go over to england we're going to Preston. We go to this place called um, what the fuck was it called? I forget already. Guys, thatch, something. I don't know what the fuck it was. It looks like it couldn't like. See if you were American and you're like, I just want the authentic English experience. That was it. You know what I mean? You fucking go over, and it's all these thatched. It's like a it's like a hotel complex, but it's all like old thatched buildings. Uh. It was it was fucking unreal, and it was it was just so crazy. Like it couldn't it couldn't have been more English. And by the way, so why people always around the world are like, oh, you find a good Irish pub and all. I hate to say this, but the English the English know how to do, do a fucking pub, and I'm not talking like, all right, mate, like fucking down down south England people. I'm talking like the up north fucking where most of them actually do have fucking Irish names. Uh, you know, they, them cunts know how to do a fucking pub. I went up, I went up to the till, and because we're in England, you know, you try all the fucking eels and bitters and all that stupid shit, and so I was like, give us six pints of Boddington's. Not all for me, all right? I'm not an animal. And uh, I, I, only, I looked at my wallet, I had about fucking 15 quid or so, like, not a lot of cash, and I was like, right, I'll card this. Pull the card out, and she goes, da 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 that's twelve pounds, please. And I was like, "What? Six pints for twelve quid? There you go. Make it twelve, sir, lady, lady, woman. Uh, outrageous. Everything. It was like the cheapest place for drink ever. Um, which it was one of those things. Friday night was supposed to be the quiet night. You know what I mean? You get there, you settle down. We spent all day on the boat. We we went over in a in a fucking essentially like a minibus. Got the boat. Which is just fucking like insane. Chinese people, right? Is this racist? I don't know. I don't know. They're probably going like, look at this big fat white cunt taking up all the seats. However, Chinese people are mad as fuck, aren't they? Really? You know, it's like the words, the, 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 the fucking notion of queuing or waiting for anything is out the window. They're just like, and this is getting off the fucking boat. You know, you have to go back down to the vehicles. And they're all just, you're like, can you not see that these eight flights of steps are, you know, full? Four people wide, you know what I mean? Full the whole way down. And they're like pushing through the fucking crowd. And you're like, where do you think you're going? You're, Everyone's waiting here because the fucking door's not open yet. By the way... Every single one of them had a camera that I'd have fucking mugged them for. What is with the Chinese? You know, it's like, oh, what's up? What's up? Sixty-five-year-old Chinese man with a fucking seventy-D Mark IV or whatever the fuck it is. You you buy a fucking yacht? Just buy a yacht, sail to Scotland yourself. So many Chinese people with so many good cameras. Even the fucking kid, some kid with a fucking Canon G7X. 
I know I'm talking camera shite here, but like, I'm gonna look that up. What's the current price of a G7X? G7X Canon. This cunt, this cunt, it was, a, it was a girl, she looked about 15. G7X, £465, right? And it's a fucking point and shoot. You know, like you'd have took on your holidays to fucking Marbella before your phone camera got any good. We point and shoot four hundred and sixty-five quid, and this wee girl had it, and her dad had this thing that would have fucking like bankrupt most cameramen. Uh, but they're weird. They wait for nothing, you know. Just, just doing weird shit, you know. Don't don't take your shoes and socks off, and be like picking at your feet when you're on the fucking boat, bro. You're not in China now, sir. I don't know what that means, but you. <laughs> He's probably like, I'm not going to do this in my own country, but I'll certainly do it in Cairn Ryan. You fucking shithole. Black coffee. Uh, oh yeah, so that was the travel day. So we're like, yeah, we'll fucking, we'll take it easy. But of course everyone, after the long trip and the long drive down through the fucking, was it the Lake Districts or the Peak District? I don't know what the fuck it was. Beautiful countryside. You'll see it in my vlog if you keep an eye out for that. Shit. Um, but everyone went fucking, by the way, I heard, the... look this place up, it's called like Guy's Thatched fucking Apartments or something, I don't know what it's called, but it's, apparently it started off as a, an Italian restaurant, and there's like a lot of Italian people, there was one Italian dude that the girls were nearly fucking clawing their innards out over, uh, so, and he was all like, hello, what, what, what do you like to drink, uh, cock, uh, Couple of Italians. Anyway, I went in for the breakfast in the morning. This dude, this Italian dude, is making. It's all a very like open kitchen. You know one of those things, even though it's like a like a dining room for the breakfast. This cunt has a. It, know what it looked like out of the corner of my eye. It looked like he had a double duvet with the fucking duvet cover off, and it was just sitting on top of the bench. And I looked again. I was like, oh, that's that's dough. I was like, that's how much fucking dough they need for a day. So I went over and sort of took a picture. And he's like, hey. And I'm like shouting. He was joking around. Like, hey, what are you doing? And then he goes, you know what this is? And I was like, no. It's dough, isn't it? Yeah, for a pizza. And I was like, yeah, fuck me. What a good guess for Colin. And, uh, but he was making like more. He had a big giant fucking mixing machine making more of this dough. So the story is it started as an Italian restaurant. And then it just built up and built up. And then it got a bit of a theme. So what you have is this thing that couldn't look more English. Old school, Englishy, Irishy pub. Which sounds like it wouldn't happen. But, you know, there was Irishness and Englishness. As in, they're all signs for fucking Galway and all that shit. They're twinned with some pub. You know, but then it has all these English beers on top. All these eels and stuff. Weird. <clears throat> Very weird. But for some fucking reason, their Italian food is ridiculous. Because it's full of fucking Italians, because that's the way it started. It was the weirdest place ever. And they just have, like, bar pizza. You know what I mean? Like, if you if you come in for a pint, and, like, we're a bit skint, and you were like, do I get something later? Do I get, like, two or three more pints? They had a fucking platter that was the size of, a like, a fucking bodyboard. Like a small surfboard. 
covered in pizza and like garlic bread pizza and it was because it's full of Italians it was fucking outrageous anyway I feel like I'm slowing this story down with it's not a story him's telling about my weekend alright do you want your fucking money back why is up the pizza was good alright and then we drank a fucking dick load on the Friday Sambuca's beer fucking someone bought a gin that Maureen didn't want it I drank the gin whiskey and fucking gingers oh Jesus fucking Christ <coughs> dying absolutely fucking dying and it was a good life lesson because I wouldn't say I was the healthiest person in the world however <clears throat> you can't you can't get on like that we drank the death on the Friday woke up at a hotel breakfast fucking uh, you know we fucked around for a bit this event that we're actually going to which was held in a big fucking TP. It was incredible. Uh, you know, they put on some lunch. We went in that fucking lunch and then just, you know, it's just like all buffet type food. Don't let me in there, buffet. You know what I mean? I'll fucking put you out of business. It's fucking going nuts. And then, of course, you fucking whatever and you have a wee fucking go to have a wee lie down and whatever. And then next minute it's the dinner's ready in this fucking place and it's incredible there's just a another bodyboard covered in lumps of cheese by the way if anyone get their hands on lancashire cheese fuck me unreal and like uh, you know i wish i had some more shit to tell you that's that was it it was all just everyone hanging around in a tent having chats drinking free beer and then eating a shitload of food anytime the food came out it sounds like the best weekend ever it is no real noteworthy stories from that um oh. however we did hear a story from our friends who we went to glastonbury with i'll not mention their names but uh we had a bit of issue with the rooms so we had to kind of swap rooms and so did a few others um but i think they cleared their room out and our friend went back into the room to take a shite <coughs> and he was he was taking a shite and uh by the way when he was telling this story he started laughing and then I started laughing in anticipation like what is he going to say while he's telling us this story and <laughs> apparently he went in for a shout and he's just because he's in the hotel room by himself when he was leaving the hotel room anyway he just uh, left the door open and he said the housekeeping just barged in like boom housekeeping and he said he kind of leapt off the toilet and uh, to be like yay yeah, get out I'm not and subsequently did a little shit on his own leg and was trying to wash it off by the time his wife came in and she's like what are you doing and he's like nothing nothing and it was actually just wiping a wee bit of shit off his own leg and I'll tell you something I've never laughed as hard in my life as when he told me that absolutely killing myself um but talk about a weekend that you need a fucking two month detox after like I don't know how I don't know how you could be an alcoholic and I know it's a disease and it's like a mental thing but then again you know alcoholics aren't eating as much as I was eating on that thing this was just complete Henry VIII fucking overindulgence and uh, you can't you can't really live like that if you want to be an alcoholic I think you have to drink some sort of white liquor clear liquors you know like a gin and you eat once a fortnight that's how you become an alcoholic you can't be 
the type of alcoholic I was trying to be, which was I'm going to start drinking at 11 in the morning, but I'm also going to have two large... Like, I went to the buffet and I made a fucking burger because I had a hangover and it had two chicken breasts and a beef burger in it and mustard and relish and I think mayo and salad. Like, there's no there's no real alcohols there. George Best wasn't like, I'm going to have a pint of gin and then I'm going to eat this fucking man versus food style burger. Then try and drink more gin after that no way it was just me lying there going oh my god <sighs> shit need to shit a lot uh, terrible couldn't be an alcohol well maybe I'm just doing the alcoholism wrong but you can't you can't you can't be a a food and a drink addict is, is what I'm trying to say to you here uh So we got to the third day, um, missed another breakfast. We we missed two breakfasts, which scares me because it makes me think of the amount of shite I could have actually eaten, but managed to sort of miss. Third day, <coughs> we literally were up so f- we're up at about fucking six in the morning the night before, with the security guard who was supposed to be minding the TP. You know the sound guy and the band all left, and we were left with a fucking auxiliary lead playing our own tunes. And this fucking mad raver girl who was like, you know, she was probably about 40 and was doing security basically overnight in this teepee to make sure nobody stole anything. And everyone's fucking raving about and everything. And then she was sort of half dancing in the background. Everyone was like, definitely just dance over here. Like, you know what I mean? There's no point you being over there when there's no one else in the tent. Like a creepy person. And then, of course, we got speaking to her. And in no time at all, it went from her being the security guard to her basically sitting drinking wine and smoking fags with us even though she was being security all night but why not you know what i mean what the fuck are you gonna do exclude people and then uh girlfriend maureen's sister her dutch boyfriend is over and he was playing some like dutch fucking hard style music and this girl was like absolutely loving it i'm pretty sure she screamed in my ear once it I go out raving every weekend. And I was like, good for you. And she's in a high-vis jacket. I was like, is that for security? Or is that because you knew there was going to be some fucking hardcore music? <laughs> Third day, Sunday. Absolutely dying. Um, We miss breakfast. We go down for some fucking food. We fuck around because we had trouble with the rooms. Then, then, we go for dinner. We have a few more drinks. At that stage, I'm drinking like, you know that fucking like mixed berry Gaylord fucking cider? Just anything that wasn't beer. I was like, I've had way too much beer. So I'll switch to this very, very sugary, very sickening berry type shit. Had some of that. And I swear to God, it was almost like everyone, especially all the younger generation, because we were the ones that were up to fucking all ours drinking. And uh, everyone just kind of got up at one time and went out for a smoke. I still like to go out for smokes, even though I don't smoke. You know what I mean? I'll go outside and just stand, just enjoy myself. And I went out and everyone just kind of started walking. It was almost like, yeah, I think we all know we've had enough here. And just we're just walking. Like, all right, is this us? Gone home? Okay. Back in the room. Just chilled out. And it was almost like fucking... It was probably like Maureen's natural body compass just taking her back to the room. She got sick as a motherfucker. She's like, I think I've just had 
a weekend of just eating shite and too much richness. And uh, she was sick as fuck. So we ended up just not going. I think she actually was proper sick because she just started shivering. You know, that's sort of like, while we're watching a Jimmy Savile documentary, which is, uh, I don't know where she was shivering because of that, or she was just getting some sort of 24-hour bug type thing. Um, So she was, she was pretty fucking sick. So luckily, we just stayed in this room, and I was like, thank fuck we do not have to go back out there and drink more beer. So we basically just get in the bed at about fucking 8 o'clock, uh, which was amazing. You know what I mean? You're like, I could not be more full of burger right now. And shitty cider. Just lay down. Louis Theroux documentary, come on. Louis Theroux, whatever way you fucking say it. And it was if you missed that documentary, it's worth checking out. Even though it was stu- like majorly uncomfortable to watch. You know, it's like the it's like the fucking joke. It's like the joke I had that, you know, everyone kept saying, "Oh, Kevin Bridges just done your joke." But it's not a it's not a fucking, you know, it's not really like a an original thought to just be like, "Look at that cunt." Could he have another job other than fucking children? You know what I mean? He's like a he's like a comic book villain that fucks kids. That's exactly how you would draw him. Like, no one wears those silk running shorts unless you want to show off your dick vein through them. You know what I mean? Unless you're that guy I seen at Glastonbury one time, the German dude, who's like, this my Diablo, this my Pete. Like, this dude was a children's entertainer. I've probably talked about it on this podcast before. Dyed, sort of black, creepy hair. Do you know who he looked like? Was it the guy that managed Germany in the fucking Euros that kept picking his asshole and eating it? That guy is also is this fucking circus performer at Glastonbury. And he's like, I don't know whether he had a big dick or it was just if you're wearing a pair of those like very silky running shorts, your dick just is very prominent. You know, be like some girl with like medium sized tits running around with just no, just like, like a, like a white half see through vest. You'd be like, oh my God, look at her tits. I don't know whether it was like he did. He probably did. German, just big old fat European hog. Oh yeah. Um, but he's entertaining a pile of kids with his, his dick and balls just flying around and you're like bro put on a pair of Calvins will you get the old David Beckham perfectly spherical dick and balls why am I talking about this oh yeah Savile was wearing them is what I'm saying so Louis Theroux was doing this this recap or re sort of revised documentary because he'd made one before with Jimmy Savile and trying to get inside his life <coughs> and it was he was basically going like if you look back he's like i can't believe that i didn't pick up on the hints you know there was just so much behavior that was so fucked up that he was doing that you're like how did nobody spot that he's just a fucking creeper you know there's like he met some like mother and daughter that were fans in a, in a pub and there's footage of him like oh you know, just that inappropriate behaviour where he's like, hello there, and he grabs her around the fucking waist. And he squ- he's like squashing his dick up against her for ages. You know, like, maybe like, oh, this is a fan of yours. And you'd hug her and then just not let go of her, but lean his head back, talk right in her face. Probably stinking a fucking, just like, cigar smoke and fucking child's vagina. <laughs> Ah! <laughs>
career. But here, just creepy behavior. You know, he walks out of the BBC. There's a girl like in a dress, trying to tie her lace, and he like bends. You know, he's just like, you're in the bubble. You're too close to people. You're you're being creepy, as fuck. You're saying things like, you know, I'm odd, and you know, there's a lot of things about me you'll never find out. No, it was almost like, and they sort of addressed it in the program. It was almost like he knew what sort of master manipulator that he was and he had such a fucking mask to disguise himself in the fact that he made millions for children hosp- children's hospitals but it's a bit like you know he, he poured loads and loads of money into this one hospital where he was basically sexually assaulting disabled kids you know so it's a bit like of course you're gonna fucking want the facility that you practice your fucking hobby in to stay open it's like a rich guy who played fucking five-a-side at a leisure centre that was about to shut, and you're like, oh, here, don't worry, I'll, I'll raise you fucking 10 million if you want to keep that open, because I love playing five-a-side here. Huh? <coughs> That's basically what he did. He's like, mate, this is where I come to fucking, you know, finger wee girls, so keep it open for sure. And some of the most horrendous fucking stories from these, these wee girls, like, who are now grown women, and it's like, you know, I'm sure they fucking are... But then, it's just... It was so sad, like, because this woman was, like... She was already being abused by her granda or something. And her his mates. Or her uncle or something. The token creepy uncle. And... And, like... She was, like, what, what Jimmy Savile was making her do wasn't even that traumatising compared to what her granda had done. And you're, like, oh, fuck. But just the creepy behaviour. And then the, the one time that he got recorded when he didn't know he was being recorded and he talked about like running some club or something and the people that were given any jip in the club, they used to tie them up in the basement and threaten them and all and he's laughing like, <laughs> just just like laughing at behaviour that is not in any way fucking normal for anybody. Yeah, I wish to tie people up and fucking torture them. <laughs> no one, no one. Um... Just all round creep. But what was the say? Yeah, it was almost like he enjoyed how much power that he had. And that he was such a master fucking mind fucker that he could... He could give you hints. He could almost just dangle it in front of you. And you, you wouldn't see it because he was so odd anyway. It was weird. It was very bizarre. And then one of, the, one of his PAs... In fact, a lot of people, including Louis Theroux, was like... There's a lot of people who, you know, are still go like worked with him and all that are like, yeah, no, there's no way that he would do that. There's no way that he would abuse children. And they're like, there wasn't any sign of him doing that when I knew him. And you're like, yeah, that's because he's such a fucking, he's such a black belt in fucking mind games. If you can go your whole life without anyone knowing that you fucking raped a pile of people, you're definitely a crafty bastard. You know what I'm saying? It's very weird. So there's a lot, like his PA was like, oh, I didn't say, I believe that it was all false accusations and blah, blah, and he, he did have girlfriends, even though he claimed he never had girlfriends and blah, blah. And uh, it was just weird. It was just weird as fuck. Like, one of those things where just the documentary ends and for about five minutes, whoever you're watching it with and yourself just stare at the TV like, uh, okay. Might need to watch fucking 19 episodes of Big Bang Theory to get that out of my brain. 
And I fucking hate Big Bang Theory, so... Um, just all in all, fucking weird. And then the girls that have been like sexually assaulted by him, they were saying to Louis through, they were like, do you not think that you were groomed? And he's like, not really, because nothing really happened to me. And he goes, yeah, but it's a different thing. He's like, you were groomed to think that he this guy was a good guy. And then the girl that worked as his PA, she was like, no, he was just the, be- the best guy ever. You know, he did a lot of good work. Louis Theroux was like, the, the, the difficult thing to get into your head about people like Jimmy Savile is people who do horrible, horrible things and are horrible people doesn't mean they can't do good deeds, which is so true. You know what I mean? You could like, <coughs> and like there are people who are probably like really, really good people. You know, I'm sure there's people out there who are like really nice, generous, considerate adults who know rightly that they like bullied someone when they were a kid or something or did a thing because they were fucking around a bunch of people who were also a pile of cunts. You know, it's it's weird. But they, they just couldn't get that in, into their head that maybe just because just you... Like I said before, the only reason he's probably giving money to that place is because one of the stories was he was running along, ran across, jumped through the fucking window of a hospital bed and started, like, groping this wee girl and was saying to her, like, oh, you've been a you've been a naughty girl, haven't, we, haven't you, with your boyfriend? Because this wee girl had had a, a fucking... or was pregnant when she was young and had a... I don't know what happened to the kid, whatever. But he knew this, so it was obviously, like... She'd been in having some procedure because she had a, like an accident with her hands or something. And he's like, oh, now then, who, who's this? Who's this new girl that's come in? And they're like, oh, yeah, she was this girl who, bloody Blanche, has injured her hands. She's been in here before because she had a fucking baby or a miscarriage or a, I don't know what the fucking story was. Oh. And then he's like, great, when she wakes up, we'll fucking nip in there because I know she's probably emotionally a fucking wreck. And I'm going to jump in and it was all, like there's a lot of people all all the fucking uh, recollect what what's the word I don't know all all the girls talking about it every single one of them was like blah blah and then he stuck his tongue down my throat and you're like like could you <laughs> let me get the fucking creepy old cunt with the grey mullet he looks like all he does is smoke cigars all fucking day Let's get that guy to stick his tongue down your throat. What a horrendous cunt. Um, brutal. Fucking brutal. I mean, it's been nothing but brutal shit all weekend. There was a doctor on this thing I watched in the hotel when I was getting ready in the morning. It was on like good mo- or this morning or whatever the fuck it is. What's on before this morning? Good morning? Morning to... I don't know. I had this doctor, he was from... He was like a qualified... Or he was like a surgeon and he would... You know, once a year for about three months at a time he would travel to different war-torn places and basically offer his knowledge and skills to help people and he used to go to Syria and he used to go to Aleppo but now it's under siege and he can't go so he's essentially like basically what I'm saying is there was a clip where he's doing fucking he's telling this guy how to reconstruct the face guy's lying on the fucking on, on the on the operating table face just destroyed and he's telling the surgeons via Skype because he can't get into the fucking town. 
Just tell him how to fucking reconstruct this face. Through Skype. And this guy's like, listen, Russian-backed fucking Syrian soldiers are destroying, and like deliberately targeting hospitals. And he goes, which is a fucking war crime. He's like, that's against all the conventions and, the, and all the rules of fucking war and all that shit. He's like, that's a war crime. Like, and no one's really doing anything about it because they don't know who's going to be the next president of America and what the fuck they're going to do about it. Which I'm sure if it's Trump, he'd be like, ah, oh, fucking who cares? I'm a Putin. I don't want that cunt scaring the shit out of me. So, uh, take my money. It's bad. It's very bad. Uh, Jesus Christ. Right. What other, what other shit happened this weekend? I'll tell you what happened. Uh, apparently there's been a spate. One of my favorite words. There's been a spate of clowns around the world. Essentially, being spotted in public doing some creepy shit, which is uh, rather worrying. If you're if you're scared of clowns, um, I'm not that scared of clowns. To be honest, unless they have some like a like a machine gun. But the same here's the thing. <coughs> the same reason I'm not scared of like spiders. You can jump on a spider and it dies. In fact, not only does it die. It becomes just fluid. You know, it's not... You can do it hard enough where there isn't even remnants of spider. In fact, you can go like, is that a spider? Let me turn that into a stain right now. Good dude. Not there anymore. You know? Now, I'm not saying that you can stamp on a clown's head, but it's not really physically intimidating if that makes sense you know i don't know if a clown outfit and face paint and a big nose and all that shit is a good thing to fight in not that they're out looking fights but if you want to get creepy is that going to be beneficial when someone like me is sitting on your chest and the elbow on your face in is what i'm saying hmm you weird cunt <clears throat> and I think people are scared of clowns. People are like, oh, I'm scared of clowns. Like, you're, you're scared of scary clowns. You know, most clowns are lovely. But at the end of the day, you got to question, like, what sort of person is willing to dress up as a clown when they're, like, 40? And, you know, paint their face and all that weird shit. Usually not normal people. Um, mm, mm. Oh, message. Anyway, that happened. Kim Kardashian got robbed, you know, gagged and bounded uh, in a hotel room in Paris. And they go on gorillas, huh? That's what happened to her. They stole like 10 million pounds worth of jewellery. Hashtag don't have 10 million pounds worth of jewellery on your person. Who the fuck has 10 million? What was that? Is that like... To me, 10,000, that sounds like a shop. You know, like a shop full of fucking stuff is worth 10 million. That's that's what that sounds like to me. Uh, but it's funny because it was a paper, you know, a magazine that they would break the internet. We, she got her hole out and squirted water on the fucking... Or in the cuppers. I don't know what the fuck it was. But they were saying, like, how this... I don't know, there's something, something, the dehumanization of Kim Kardashian... 
And it is funny because something like that happens and everyone's like, oh, fucking slow news week and all. Who gives a fuck? And people like, did they not b- fucking bang her? If I, if I tied up Kim Kardashian, I'd fucking smash her pie in. Uh, also, like, you know, are people still robbing jewellery? That's what cracked me up. You know, like, if you're going to steal anything, steal her fucking bank card. Buy whatever you want, mate. You know, at the end of the day, you, you and your boys in the club, like, fucking cheers on each other. Yeah, good, good times. It, let's figure out who wants to buy £10 million worth of fucking jewellery. You stupid cunt. Steal her fucking debit card. <laughs> I like to think Kim Kardashian has, like, a first trust cash dash debit card. Um, You know, or else just call her at gunpoint and be like, here, move a load of money into my account. No, I'll steal these diamonds and try and sell them on the street. Mate, these are worth 10 million. I'll take 100 for them. Alright? 100 grand? Nah, 100, just 100 pounds. Like. Uh, also, it could be from fucking Claire's accessories. And I wouldn't know if it was worth 10 million or not. But then again, I'm not in the jewellery theft game. But yeah, there was a lot of people just like, Yeah, why the fuck didn't everyone just buck out of dead? And then who cares? Like, who gives a shit? And then... James Corden was like, just just remember that this is a mother and and whatever. And it's weird because I would slag her to death. But then if it was something like that, if she, if someone had a killed her or something with her kids in the room and all, you're like, that is very, very rough. But also, you you know, I think it's just the nature of things these days where it's like, she's famous as shit. But... Kind of for no reason. I don't know. It's weird. It's almost like the dehuman. That is the word, really. Dehumanization. She's she's so famous and so ridiculous. Like let's face it, ridiculous. Uh, that people don't even think of her as a human anymore. And it was. I, I thought something similar whenever it was a few years ago when Beyonce was headlining Glastonbury, and I did a tweet and it said Beyonce's so hot, I don't even fancy her. And it was kind of like that's kind of what you're saying it's almost like they're not they don't they're not even like a human anymore they're so famous that it's just that's Beyonce and that's Kim Kardashian not that they're in any way on a par with talent but uh, that's kind of what happens you know she becomes this ridiculous figure people spend all day slagging her and then when when something really fucking traumatic happens where she gets kidnapped or like fucking bound and gagged in a room with her kids there people are still like yeah whatever they probably did it for their fucking tv show stupid bitch it's weird weird world isn't it is it because people have no value on her fucking fame or something? i don't know what the fuck it is i don't know although i did see something the other day and you you know again you forget i think it might have just been an episode of kardashians was on in the background hashtag uh sky plus it um but i was watching i was like you know, you forget sometimes, you're like, Kim Kardashian is hot as fuck. Not when she's being all, like, ridiculous hole, like, of just shit and nappy, but, like, I know it must have been an older one, I was like, she is, oh shit, son, she is hot as fuck. Um, which is the only thing that matters, really, at the end of the day, ladies, isn't it? Hotness. Uh, but, yeah, that was a fucked up story. The clowns have been on the on the run. Uh, some dude put up a video, he's like, it sucks living in bear country. And he'd just been absolutely 
fucked up by a bear, which was uh, grim as shit. But I suppose don't don't live near bears. Also, another crazy moment in in the world whenever you know you get the the second you've been attacked by a bear, you pull your fucking phone out and you're like, "What's up, world?" <laughs> Selfie, YOLO. Totally got marked by a bear, dudes. Up the ra. Uh, right, I'm gonna break and get a charger here for fuck. Fuck's sake. Boom, charger's in. Time for some questions because there's a thousand of them. Yes, Belfast this Wednesday, 9 p.m. in Lavery's. We tweet from Damien Clark there. Get to it. Um, Richard Fear, first question here. Good stuff. Do you and your dad still shower together? Sure. Uh, ever wonder if someone will rob you at gunpoint because you're, you're fucking minted? Uh, thanks, Ginge, it says here. Um, I wish I was minted enough to be, to feel under threat that people were going to fucking steal my money. That would be great. Chris McCulloch, border being reintroduced between the North and Republic. Thoughts? I feel like, I feel like, uh, at this point, nobody would want that, really, would they? Um, that would probably be, I don't think they need it, you know what I mean? I mean, they, they, they're still fairly naturally separated with, when it comes to money and shit like that, so, just keep it the same, I would say, uh, is that actually happening? Did you read that somewhere? Because I certainly didn't fucking keep up the date with that shit. <coughs> I think it would be a terrible idea, and... I think the vast, vast, vast majority of people would not be into that at all. Um, how do your parent Paul Lowry, Lowry, Mike Lowry, Paul Paul Lowry? That's how you say that in a Northern Irish shitty accent. How do your parents or relatives react after seeing some of the vulgar material you publish as part of your work? Um, it's not it's not really vulgar, is it? I don't think it's I don't think it's that vulgar. It's kind of just uh, you see. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's I wouldn't say it's vulgar at all. Um, it's dirty, but vulgar is like you know, vulgar is like more inappropriate shit. You know, like I say dirty shit, but I say it to nobody in a fucking room by myself usually doing a podcast or if you say it on stage you're saying it for funning it but vulgar would be like you know telling someone's ma you want to like lick their asshole that you know what i mean to their face that that to me would be vulgar but and i did just say that sentence on a podcast so you could sound about that if you want paul uh but people know you know i feel like if you you're saying as part of your work i think if you're if you, I, I don't really change. I just talk normally how I want to talk all the time. So doing it on a podcast doesn't really seem that much different. Or doing it in a video. I mean, obviously, if you're watching a fucking buy the blender video, it's gonna you know the amount of swearing and stuff is hyped up for comedy effect. But I wouldn't go as far as saying if it's vulgar, where people would be like, "Oh, don't talk to that guy." 
they probably see the my looks alone. People might go, oh, don't talk to that guy. Chris McManaman, are you going to do slash try Sober October? Well, it's a bit late for that, seeing that I've drank more in the last fucking four days than I have in all of September. So I, what I really need is a doctor to give me that shit that George Best was on, where it's like, here, if you drink again, you're going to fucking die. And I go, no problem. It's just too, it's too hard. It's too hard when you don't have to, to not drink. Because, you know, people have mates. There's events that happen. You just drink. Nightmare. Uh, Mark McCauley, would you say it's better to go for your big plans, even if they don't work out, or to stay an easy course? Well, me and every other fucking meme on the internet would tell you that you just do whatever you want, mate. Because... Every, everything kind of works itself out. You know what I mean? If you were like, I want to move to fucking New York and get a job, but I'm scared I won't get a job. You more than likely will. You know, if you if you, if you you move there and you had to get a job, you would find a job. And even if it's a shitty one, you just start there and you keep looking for jobs. You know what I mean? Just always go for the thing that, you know, like, for example, whenever I was in school, you know, the, the three fucking things that I was studying were like design and technology, ICT and art. And I always thought like, I, I love art, but I should probably do something that's more designy because it sounds a bit more industrial and you might get a fucking job. But that would have failed harder than, than any sort of art slash design path because I didn't give a flying fuck about the other thing. So you don't, don't do a thing because it seems like you should do it. Do the thing that you want to do because you're actually interested in it and you're going to keep at it. Instead of doing the thing that everyone sort of thinks that you should be doing to be sensible because you don't give a flying fuck about it and you'll drop out in two weeks anyway. So always go for big plans. Like, what are you, you going to do? Fucking uh, just stay safe and then just die like every other cunt. And that's come from me, the most boring cunt in the world. Kaelin Leaper. All right, mate. Hope that's your real name. Who else is on at Lavery's? All right. Uh, don't know. Trying to sort some shit out. You won't need anyone. Else. Well, there will be other people, but just get in there. Can't think of a question, but loving the vlog. Okay, loving the vlogs. Ever been to Edinburgh? And that is Paddy. Nonia. What? Have I been to Edinburgh? Yeah, many times. I was there for the Fringe. I've been there visiting the Fringe. I've been there for the crack. I've been there for other gigs. Yeah, it's pretty fucking sweet. Uh, loving the vlogs. Yeah, if anyone doesn't know that listens to this podcast, there's a selection of vlogs. I try and do two a week. So get over to my Gedzilla YouTube channel and check it out. Pinball Wizard at Pishrash. <sighs> Have you ever drank your own vomit? No. Unless you, you know, if you're like, I drank a load of beer and then I bugged up a load of beer. Then you could sort of say like, yeah, ready. <laughs> I already drank my vomit, thanks. My vomit for the day. Always with the good questions. Mr. Pishrash there. Making me feel uneasy in the morning like a several documentary. Ten years ago, did you ever think that you would be where you are now? Good to see somebody who has done the hard work to get somewhere. Well, the problem is, who the fuck is this? The problem is, I don't really think I've done anything, and I really haven't. I really haven't done that much, you know. I, think, I don't know. 
I never feel like it. Someone asked me on this one time, what's your proudest moment? You can't think. Your pride comes after something that you, you know, think that you've completed. I don't really feel like I've completed anything. The nature of the work I do, you don't complete anything. You know, there's never like, this is here, and you work up to it, and you complete it, and then you're like, that's me sorted. That never fucking happens. It's just like, that's done. That's done. That It's just a conveyor belt of shite that just keeps going. Do you think you'd be where you are? I mean, if you're talking about like doing comedy and making content full time, definitely not. Not 10 years ago anyway. I thought I was going to be a fucking graphic designer. So done the hard work to get somewhere that's a lie also because for the about six of those 10 years it's been an accident and then four of them is learning how to fucking actually work hard and and push things along but there you go chris went on i love i love the variation in these questions 10 years ago did you think you would be where you are now good to see someone who's done hard the hard work to get somewhere thanks zach chris when on public transport sitting beside someone, have you ever let out a silent but deadly fart and immediately feel embarrassed? Nah, that's the that's where you fart, you know what I mean? You're on a bus, it's loud. Could be anyone that just shit themselves. So you just fucking just go for it. You know? Preferably stand up and make sure your arse is in line with someone's face and just hit them with the old mist right in the mouth. Can you discuss this cream from Willie Mac? Let me see it. What is it? This guy is in Tokyo and he's taking a photo of some cream. I don't really know what to say about it, mate, other than it says white washing cream, which all Asians love. Anytime you're in an Asian country, there'll be every single product is with white, as in there's bleach in this to make your skin white. And you'll see, like, you know, the same way you would go to, like, like deep into West Belfast, you'll see a girl who wants to look like Beyonce, you know? And she's made her face brown as shit, and her hands are stinking with fake tan, and her feet, which she hasn't bothered to clean, she'll just keep putting fake tan on over and over again until her foot looks like an orangutan foot. Oh, I know it's orangutan, but I refuse to say that. I will say orangutan forever. The same way she's trying to look brown or black, there are dark Asian girls with dark skin who are trying very hard to look pure white, which with their features actually looks kind of weird. Um, Everything has white in it, plus white. You know, what they should have is plus brown, and then every fucking cunt like me who goes on holiday there and sticks out like a... Like a fucking albino polar bear. You're like, give me some brown, alright? I look ridiculous. Everyone's staring at me because I'm a foot bigger than them all. And they're all like, oh, fat boy. It's a fucking nightmare. Anyway, why every time you're doing something that needs your attention, the sudden urge for a cake develops? And that's from Andy Irwin. Um, yeah, it's always the way, isn't it? I mean, I'll not leave the house till I've had three, four, five shits, but it's just me. Nathan Murray, right, I have eight minutes left in this fucking card, so let's ramp this shit up. What's your intro music? Uh, if you're talking about on this, it is 
Action Bronson, Shiraz, the beat at the start. Pretty good song. Um, if you're talking about the vlogs, the music was made by Polymath, aka Phil McCune. He's made me a handful of tracks that I use in my vlogs. Mick Hagney, what's your relationship with selfie sticks and those that you use them, you big bald motherfucker? Here, I'll tell you what, Mick. When you're able to grow a full fucking afro, that's that's when you get to call me a bald motherfucker, you fucking savage. Oh my God, what's this? Um, selfie sticks. I'm so, you know, if you have a real use for a selfie stick, go for it. If it is just for taking better selfies, go fuck yourself. There's certain things. I have, a, I have a host of stupid shit. You know, I have the, the fucking GoPro one that bends out like an elbow. I have a load of selfie sticks. You know, sometimes I need them. You know, I need... I mean, the, the most ridiculous... If you watch my last vlog where I talk about the new Gorillapod I got, that is selfie sticks extreme fucking uncle on coke the ultimate tool for filming your own face but if you're putting up two vlogs a week sometimes you need these fucking things i don't know it's fine do you know what i mean it's not hurting anybody you do look like it i've seen a video i talked about this before of a guy running up and like with bolt cutters and cutting people's selfie sticks in half and their phones hit the floor and all and i was just like i was just like mate someone needs to just fucking kick your fucking cunt in something about that annoyed me it was just like you know someone taking a selfie in front of a new york or something i was like mate you you don't know if they, if these are real videos you're like you don't know what's going on with that person you know what i mean they might have saved up for a long time to go on holiday to new york you know they might have they might have an interest in photography or something they or they might you know they might have just bought that new phone you know, or whatever, or worked hard to get it, or something like that, and you've cut the thing and it's hit the floor. You know what I mean? Just so you can get fucking hits in a video. I hope he cuts a selfie stick, goes to run away, and a fucking I was gonna say a bus hits him. Not even something like a something like a motorbike. Something that hurts and doesn't kill you, but you're completely fucked. Do you know what I mean? Just, it, it bothered life in me. Yeah, use selfie sticks. Fuck it. I mean, speaking of Asians, if you're in fucking Vietnam or Thailand, where I was, you will see a bunch of locals with tripod and camera doing a full photo shoot. These wee girls, like, loads of shots just to get the ultimate fucking Instagram pic. If you had to pick a member of the comedy squad... Hold on. If you had to pick a member of the comedy squad to house share with, who would it be? Probably, probably Dave Elliott. Um, or Rory Woods because I just I feel like they're the most domesticated Mickey Bartlett is a fucking pig Arm Khan is like who did fairies not deliver bog roll no mate you have to go buy it like a fucking adult alright well I'll bring a taxi apart from using a fucking page go phone like a six year old okay Aaron who else have we got <coughs> Kieran probably wouldn't mind that either Um, there'd be a lot of cooking going on in that house There'd be a lot of cooking going on if I live with Woodsy. 
Dave is the only cunt that owns a fucking house, and I think he f- has a house made anyway. So, between Dave, Woodsy, although Woodsy has a full-time girlfriend, so you're talking, so does Kier, Dave, I would live with Dave, you know, would get a lot of writing done, it'd be good crack, I feel, even though Mickey is probably my oldest friend out of that group, you know, he is disgusting, Shane, It's just you know what I mean. He's one of those guys where like, this is when I have my breakfast, and if I don't, I'm confused. And then this is when I have my lunch, and if I don't have it exactly, then my whole day. He's like Rain Man. So fuck that. Um. Where what the fuck is going on here? But let's rip, rip. Let's rip through this. Let's not rip anything. What extinct animal would you like to bring back in order to eat? And then a link to woman caught having sex with a model dinosaur at a playground. Fair play to her. What would you like to eat? I mean, obviously, you'd be like, what are you eating there? And you're like, T-Rex sausages. Suck my dick, world. Obviously. Of course, a dinosaur. Like, you would, I'll bring back a dodo. I'd love a breast of dodo. No thanks, mate. Will you do a shift for me and Harry Corey and Letterkenny on Thursday, please? That's Lee McGlinchey. Uh... I can't, I just can't commit to that, sir. And by the way, tell Harry Corey if they ever heard of fucking... Tell Harry Corey if they ever heard of Ikea. Maybe there isn't one, letter can I? Whatever. John Francis Beattie. Where can I find the podcast? Um, Am I going to have to link this fucking mad bastard here? Um, Signcloud.com. I'm actually I'm actually gonna answer him live on the podcast here. Let me see. Sir let me see. Search Dick. Search my name in Sound Clyde or iTunes. And that is also some information to you guys, even though I'm aware that you're already listening, alright? Um, let me check. We're still recording. Praise be to Allah. Are we still recording? Are we? We're trying new techniques today, guys. We're baby steps, you know what I mean? We are still recording. Fuck me. That's incredible, isn't it? Let's get through the rest of these. One minute 25 left on the camera. Do you like your Uncle Gary? I don't know who's referring to who here. I do have an Uncle Gary, and I've met him about fucking eight times my entire life. So... They say I like him, whatever, don't really know him. Um, or is are you joking about some Gary Henderson character? No idea. No idea. If you robbed Kim Kardashian, would you have hung around and shot Kanye on the way out? Uh, that's from Shane O'Hagan. Let me tell you something, Shane. Kanye West is a fucking genius, and I will not have a bad word said about him. Is he mad as a bag of dicks? 100%. But that's what happens when you're a genius, mate. You know... It's like the McGregor thing. You get caught up so much in the shit that he talks and the hype that you forget when it comes down to it. He delivers the fucking goods. You know what I'm saying? Unreal. So shut your fucking mouth, Shane. (laughs) (coughs) I think I've woke up with like a chest infection. Um, Fergal McGorman. Has anyone asked whatever happened to Thomas Tanker Smythe this week? 
If not, I'd like to ask that or something about giant horses and wee horses attacking a duck or something. Uh, well, I'm glad you brought that up because that seems to be the, the majority of the fucking stupid questions I get on this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Oh, would you want to fight a fucking duck-sized fucking duck or a horse-sized horse? Um. Yeah, fuck it, fuck it, Fergal. Jesus Christ. John James, how did the decision to do the Ulster Hall come about? It wasn't my decision. It was like Aaron McCann and fucking Dave Elliott or something. And they were like, can this actually be done? And then months later, here we are, making videos and posters while... Well, them cunts do nothing! Fucking bastards. Made one video, did one post. Um, That's how it came about. And then me and Aaron McCann talked shit on the phone for a long time. And then all of a sudden, boom, we're doing a... <gasps> we're doing it. I'm about to barf. Um, that's it. That's about it, really. And then you figure out how to do all the fucking work. Big Jeremy Clarkson back on YouTube. Bring, bar- bring Jeremy Clarkson back on YouTube? I don't know what that question means. Steve Hughes says he has two spare tickets for the Ulster Hall. 30 quid, any takers? Uh, he's actually do- doing you a deal there. So Dave Hutton has said yes. Good times. Final question. And then we'll get the fuck out of here. Because I don't really know how long I've even talked for. Andy McGibbon. From the world famous Bonnevilles. When hammered, who is the best dancer? Mickey Bartlett or Connor Keyes? So, Mickey Bartlett and Connor Keyes went to see the Bonnevilles in fucking Oma the other day. And Mickey sent me a message in the middle of the night, like... What did it say? I need to read the exact text, because it was funny. Um, it was funny, because when I was dealing... When I was getting the General Banter t-shirts made, it was actually Andy from the Bonnevilles who made them, because he has a print business. And... Uh, I had basically, he gave me an album, like the new album, and I was like, oh, sweet, this is really cool. And uh, I played it, and I was like, this is literally one, maybe one of the best albums I've ever heard in my life. And I sent it to Mickey and just said, look up the Bonnevilles, your new favourite band. And he looked them up, and he's, he's like, I was like, they're from Lurgan, by the way. And uh, he was like, all right, here we go. He sent me a clip. The Bonnevilles are the best thing that ever happened to humanity. <laughs> Alright, Mike. A few paints in here or what, kid? So there you go. But they were obviously at that thing, dancing around like two knobs. A few more comments? Oh my... Oh no! I thought we were done, guys. There's about 15 more questions. Right, here we go. Anyway, check out the Bonnevilles. Uh... B-O-N-N-E-V-I-L-L-E-S. If there are two meters and a space between the two meters is a meter, is there any space between them if they're all meters? What? Mate, it's about fucking 20 past seven on a fucking Tuesday morning. Catch yourself on. Uh, Glenn Burton, just getting a chance to listen to last week's Podcast now, pissing myself at your anger at people who use the term snapback, button wastes, lol. I mean, things just catch on and people have a new word for shit that probably was always there. Girlfriend Maureen told me contouring, this this wave of girls doing makeup, it's like it's contouring. Maureen said they've always been contouring, they just didn't call it that for a long time. So there you go, and she is a professional makeup artist, so suck my dick world. 
Where are all the wild chickens? Connor McCord. That's a good fucking question. Um, probably somewhere like a rainforest. But you're not going to want to eat a wild chicken. You know? Some old raggedy piece of shit chicken. You want to eat a big, fat, wingless piece of shit. <coughs> With a big, fat tits on it. How's the healthy living going? Any tips on keeping motivation up? I can be healthy for a few days or train for a few days, but I always end up back eating the same shite and not exercising. Started to put a bit of weight on that I don't want to carry and worried if I don't get it nipped in the bud now, then I'm on the road to ending up like my dad. Uh, that's from Glenn Burton. Uh, you're asking the wrong fucking guy because... I have extremes of everything. So, like, I like eating like a maniac. I also like drinking like an asshole. But I also like eating really nice food. And I also like working out pretty hard. So, I, my, I'll tell you what's probably killing me. I probably eat too... I don't eat... Proof, proof that I don't eat bad is that over the weekend, I had a pile of shit and I feel like shit. You know? You feel lethargic and fucking heavy when we're at home we eat really good food everything's cooked from scratch i haven't used the fucking oven in fuck knows how long everything's made fresh in a frying pan or like you know like in some sort of pan usually um or whatever so we do eat well i just probably eat too much also the nature of this fucking stupid job is you're at a desk all day. You know, it takes hours and hours and hours to edit things. So you're just sitting here. And then it means that getting up and doing a fucking hour-long workout doesn't even really do you much justice because you just sat in your hole for fucking 10 hours. So it's all about trying to figure out how to fucking have a more active lifestyle. You really need to be like, with your food, just like really in the moment. And I'm, t- I'm giving you this advice, and I do not live by this at all. Girlfriend Maureen is very good at it, where she's just like, do you really need to eat this right now? You know? And, you know, where you might have fucking sat all night watching TV, and you've, ha- you've already had your dinner, and you know that there's, like, leftover chicken, and you go, I feel a bit peckish. I might make a full fucking chicken and cheese toastie or something. You know what I mean? Where it's, it's kind of just about being, like, mindful of what you're actually fucking eating. You know? One thing I will say is, I haven't eaten pasta in fuck knows how long. Actually, I tell you, I, mean, I, had, a, I had a bit of lasagna last week, but someone made it for me. Uh, I probably, what I should say is, I probably haven't cooked pasta, which is the go-to easy convenience food, in a long fucking time. Um... Just cut out all that, that shit. You know, you can you could eat fucking three chicken breasts and a mountain of spinach and whatever else. You know, instead of like a small portion of chips. I don't know, it's all that fucking... I'm, I'm giving out advice and I'm a fat bastard, basically. But I'm convinced sitting at a desk is killing me more than anything. Uh, do you know what you do, Glenn? Do something that's good crack. So, for example... Like, it was jujitsu for me. I can't train as much as I would fucking very much like to because there just isn't any near me and I don't have the time to go to Belfast every fucking day to do jujitsu. 
but something like that. You just find something that's really fun to do and kind of become addicted to it to the point where you want to do it all the time. And then naturally you're going to fucking lose weight. Naturally, if you're doing more training, you're not going to want to eat as much shit because you actually want to go train. That's the way it usually works. Uh, but at the end of the day, definitely don't take advice from me. Farn Joseph. What does Bojan mean in English? No idea. I said this before, I'll say it again. I've made more videos for Bojum than I've eaten Bojums. So there you go. What are your expectations for the upcoming show and what's next after the show at the Australia? Will you be aiming to do an even bigger venue? Ben Kirkwood. Um, my expectation is... Well, what do you mean? I expect it to be the best fucking night ever. You know? It's going to be lethal. How could it not be? Everyone's funny. You're going to multiply that by 10 in a big fucking room. I expect it to be... To be good. You know, I'm not going to be like... I'm gonna, it's going to be shite, but make sure you buy a ticket. It's going to be fucking class. Uh, the aim after that would be... I do more of my own shit, because... It's tough working in a group, I'll tell you that. Because, especially with them guys, because every single one of them is a cunt. I'm joking, of course. It's just one of those things, it's like... <clears throat> I feel like I've put, you know, I've put in so much effort in the promo and blah, 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 all this shit. I'm sort of like, maybe I should put that sort of work into just my own fucking stand-up career instead of trying to push one big gig where we all get a crack at it. But it will be fun. It'll be fun as shit. Bigger venue for all of us? Probably not. Probably a medium-range venue for just me. And I do really want to travel out and do a bit more stand-up in different places. You know, I'm sure if I booked a 50-seater in Glasgow, I'm sure I could get 50 people to do a fucking thing. You know? Uh, will there be any dodgy bootleg cassettes floating about after the Ulster Hall gig for listening? Back of Castle Court. Five for a pound. And that's from Andy Davidson. Um, tell me this. Andy, were you the one I sent the fucking Gedzilla hat to in... Fuck, like Alaska or some shit because I would love to know if that ever arrived because it was sent to like some rem very very remote spot so if you get if you hear this and you want to give me some feedback on the whether or not you got that fucking hat let me know bro Um, I'm gonna guess it is you because the name is the same and the, your profile picture is you covered in ice on your fucking beard. So let's let's hear it, Andy. Tell me if you got that fucking hat. If not, I'm sure I could try and get you one somehow. Uh, and that's about it for the questions there, I think. Was it? Was that the questions? I think so. Um, isn't that hilarious? That, that, that might be the funniest... The, f the funniest thing ever, me giving out fitness advice. Uh, we actually have one more question here. Oh, to, to answer your question, Andy. Yeah, there there will be num numerous recordings. So, recordings. Also, a lot of backstagey stuff. So, I'll probably cut together some vloggy, documentary type shite. 
Ulster Hall Banter Squad, how did you meet each, each of them and how long have you known them? Probably four or five years and I met them doing stand-up. I met Mickey doing LOL and uh, that's about the fucking height of it. Um, That's it, that's... That's it. I wish I had a better story than that. You get it. It's like you get into comedy. You meet the other comedians, and then your mates. And that's it. That's the last question of the day. I think we're gonna have to cut it short, or not cut it short. I think we're just gonna have to fucking go now. Uh, what are we at? Fifty-five minutes. Is that right? That doesn't even seem like an hour. That's some bullshit. Anyhow, uh, yeah. Let's 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 end this podcast right now. Shout out to Beer52 for sponsoring the thing. If you want to get some beer, sign up, put in the, the code. Um, of course, Lavery's is tomorrow night. And the Ulster Hall is on the 29th of October. Big gigs, big gigs. Get yourselves the labs tomorrow. Um, and that's about all, folks. I'll speak to you next week. I'm going to edit a vlog today. It's going to go up. And then we should have another vlog Friday, all being well. And that's it, guys. Follow me on Snapchat, at Colin Geddes. Instagram, Colin Geddes. Godzilla on uh, YouTube there and subscribe tell your friends about this podcast get more listeners guys alright I'll speak to you next week holla